Whenever the pressure of our complex city life thins my blood and numbs my brain, I seek relief in the trail. And when I hear the coyote wailing to the dawn, my cares fall from me. I'm happy. Hamlin Garland. Hello, I'm Tamara Michelle, and thank you for watching Real Conversations Podcast. Created and produced in Dauphin, Manitoba. Today I was on the road again and met Steve Langston. We discuss rural rejuvenation and the exciting things that have taken place over the last three years in Erickson, Manitoba. Thank you to our show sponsors. Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Right Side Equipment of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Roofs Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud Nine Canna Supplies of Dauphin, and Hearts to Nature Fine Art Nature Photography. We are in Erickson, Manitoba, and I'm talking to Steve Langston. Hi, Steve. Howdy. <laughs> so you are no, uh, I know this is a little bit of a sidebar from the show today, but you are no um, um, stranger to the camera. Uh, I understand you're also a fellow film el editor. You have your own podcast. Uh, did you want to kind of just give a shout out sure. to that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, basically, 12 years ago, I started a business called Dirty T-Shirt Productions. Uh, when I was in university, I always really liked making videos of me and my friends, having fun. Um, I went to school to be an accountant, did that for a couple years, and I remember sitting at my desk one day and looking at the clock, and it was 1.37, and then I thought I'd worked for a couple hours, and I went back, and it was about 1.43, and only six minutes had passed, but when I was making videos and, uh, you know, doing that sort of thing, I remember it being like six o'clock, and me being like, oh, the day's over, I gotta quit, and so it was kind of at that point that I knew I probably should consider an alternate career and I'd been running dirty t-shirt productions for fun and I just said to myself I may as well give this a shot and that was 12 years ago got a couple clients uh, had enough to pay my rent and have been doing that ever since yeah well I can understand that that when you have a passion for the arts and you have a passion for it's sort of a, a, a funny form of like communications and arts right when it comes to filming and audio and all that kind of stuff I don't think people actually recognize it is sort of like painting with sound and 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 painting with with video because you get to take people through your camera's eye and take them on the journey with you it's a storytelling yeah right yeah so uh, speaking of storytelling uh, we are here today because we wanted to talk about some, I guess it's like rural rejuvenation. It's probably, that's how you worded it. Yeah. Um, we did a little walkabout um, 
some really beautiful places like the, the old church. Um, do, do you? I call it the old church, but you want to speak to it a little bit? Sure. Uh, yeah. So the the old church, uh, or what we call the Good Street Hall, uh, is the former Ukrainian Catholic church in town. Essentially, um, people kind of quit attending. There was really no parishioners. Uh, the power had been cut, and they really had no idea of what was going to happen to this big, beautiful building. So I kind of got word of that pulled the title, shook it down, figured out who owned the place, contacted them and asked uh, what the plan was. And they really didn't have one. They were either going to sell it, give it away or knock it down. And, um, you know, it was a building that was just so beautiful. It's, you know, 30 feet high, um, you know, 2000 square feet. It's got the giant arch. Um, it's got a second story viewing deck. So just an incredible building. And, uh, you know, we kind of fell in love with it and took the opportunity to purchase it. And we had an opportunity to go through there, take a look. Uh, I've got a few photos, obviously, that I'm sharing as we speak. And um, the one thing that I really noticed was... Uh, it has that beautiful old smell. As soon as you walk in, it has that beautiful old smell. I mean, I grew up going to Ukrainian Catholic churches and Orthodox churches uh, with my grandparents. And so for me, it's just it's just reminiscent. And you've kept a lot of the character. So I, I understand uh, when you purchased the place, you had to remove any of the icons, anything to do with the Catholic church. So the, so the little bulbulous, I don't know what they're called. Onions, I, I call, call them. I call them the upside down onion, yeah. Uh, those have been removed, you know, at, at the request of, of the parish. And... Um, and you, but you have basically been able to keep um, the history. It's weird because even though it's it's a white, it's a white building. It's the walls are white. Uh, it's it's modern, but it's but it still has that old feel. And um, you know the stained glass windows that like it's like you said the beauty. I think about what it would cost to build something like that. Never mind in a community that you said is about 750 people. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, just to even have that here, to have someone come in and, and want to rescue, you know, such a beautiful building and repurpose it for the community is, is just a really cool thing. Uh, and that's how I actually found you. I found you on Facebook. I, it's, it's funny. I find I find uh, quite a few of the people that I interview through Facebook um, because it just, I saw the Good Street Hall and you had a whole bunch of musician uh, musicians in there. And I was just just kind of amazed to see like this building full of people and music, you know, and I just had to find out more. So, you know, I just think it's pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So presently, um, you know, we have a couple offices in there that are being ran as a counseling practice uh, called Grit and Growth. A couple of young ladies that have moved to this region and are counselors and they're doing a great job. And then on evenings and weekends, it's a gathering place for events. So we've had family reunions. We've had concerts, and excuse me, in September we're having our first wedding. Wow! Oh, what a beautiful place for a wedding! Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, that's so amazing. Wow! Um, sounds like you get lots of not just community support, but uh, community involvement where people are actually wanting to come and, and be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. People are super happy. That's awesome. So, a little bit more about you, if that's okay. Um, you and I were talking about how you ended up in Ericsson's because you are, you are what I, I would classify as uh, an investor, right, in the community. So you said you didn't grow up in Ericsson. You weren't originally from Ericsson, but you live like... Yeah, we live close by. We live in Ononol, Manitoba. Uh, basically, I grew up in Brandon, um, you know, after university, lived in Winnipeg, but we had always kind of seasonally came to this area. So um, was definitely familiar with the place, had a seasonal cabin here. Um, and then once we started having kids, we just kind of made the 
decision to move to rural Manitoba. We, you know, we were either going to work full time trying to get to rural Manitoba, or we could just move here and be here year round. And so we got young kids, um, and it was a great decision. You know, uh, I've been kind of running my business seasonally from this area, so I had lots of contacts. And when we decided to move, it was just uh, easy, you know. Okay. So, um, so we moved on and all started purchasing projects and properties there. And um, you know, we liked it, but it was just kind of an expensive spot. And one of my good friends, Eric, was always bugging me, saying, "You got to come to Erickson. Why don't we look at Erickson?" And you know, there was a little bit of negativity around the community, and I, I kind of. I, I was, I guess, infected with that. And I said, oh, I don't know. It's not a great idea. Like, come on. What are you, you're crazy. And he just kept bugging me. And so I said, okay, fine, let's go look. So called a realtor, went and looked at, you know, all the properties that were for sale. Um, found one that I thought was awesome. It had a attached garage and an ensuite, two things I'd never had in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was $75,000 and it was in great shape. So we bought it, um, you know, immediately got it rented to a great family who was happy to be living here and I was kind of like okay this model works so from there we started investing in other buildings um we're sitting right now at the Iris Cafe, which is right in the heart of Main Street. It was a definitely underused, underutilized residential house that we've turned into a coffee shop where we can now enjoy a nice beer on the patio. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cheers to that. And a coffee <laughs> before noon. Uh, so we've just really been working hard to make the community a better place. And, you know, the entrepreneurship that we've been able to employ has, I hope, made the community a better place. And I noticed when I was driving in, because I didn't come in from Main Street, I actually came in off of that side road. Uh, you know, you make a, I think you make a right, and then you yep. come back in. It's a little bit of a jag, but beautiful view. You come in, there's a lake in the center yep, of Erickson. Yeah, Lake. I didn't even know about. For sure, <laughs> right I, at the I'm foot a, of Main Street. You know, you're driving down Main Street, you see the Viking boat, beautiful lake in the background. And, you know, those are all things that we see as huge assets. Yeah. And maybe in the past people just kind of took for granted but you know um it's got the the town has a beautiful main street it hasn't been what i would call bastardized in any way partially because development just kind of stopped for 30 years so nothing too weird happened you know in a lot of places the commercial zone kind of stretches and you don't know where it starts or ends here it's like one main street yeah Um, yeah there's there's it's like three or four blocks of commercial and then it's just it's just like a quiet town exactly but the cool thing that i noticed and I noticed right away, like, you have a co-op gas bar. You have a co-op grocery store. Like, it looks like there's an agro center. Or Lumberyard. Lumberyard. Like, yeah. like, even that in of itself. And so you said that Erickson is very unique in that the, it's sort of a hub. Like, the, the you know, if you had spokes of a wheel, it's the very center. It reminds me of almost like Moncton. If you've been out east, right. Moncton's like that, where you can go to all these other places, but Moncton can be like the center. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's the business center of the community, you know, lawyer. too. A little bit of farming up here, but, you know, lawyers, uh, insurance agency, dentists, grocery store, you know, accountants, um, basically all the business happens here. And obviously, like, Onno Clear Lake has seen a lot of growth in recent years. And, you know, people kind of forget that this is a very regional economy. Like, my kids will go to high school here. My kids currently go to daycare here. If we want groceries, we're probably coming to Erickson. So it's definitely part of a regional 
whole economy. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that wasn't as appreciated as uh, it maybe should have been from an investment standpoint. But, you know, we came here and we, you know, obviously knew the community from growing up in or spending time in the area. And then it was just like, okay, Main Street's busy. You know, the traffic count's really good. Um, and that was really my main metric. And people kind of said, people explicitly told me I was crazy for wanting to invest here. But, you know, it's that pessimism that creates the opportunity, right? Yeah, and uh, And I'm very good at asking for people's advice. But I'm also very good at not taking it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I want to hear about it, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not afraid to just move forward on my own. Well, and it's a, and it's a risk-reward thing when you're investing in a community. Um, so what makes you different than, say, a lot of maybe out-of-town adv- investors or people that you know aren't based in the community is that you are very based in this community can you talk a little bit about that like you said you're involved in some of the boards you're you know you're involved uh you know your wife is involved in the local daycare here and yeah so um i mean it was very important for us to i guess get involved in the community and and a lot of uh what i learned about community building i actually learned in dauphin manitoba because i've been working for dauphin's country fest for a decade uh huge eric Irwin fan he made a huge <laughs> impact on me yeah. And, you know, it, it's um, it, it was really the country fast model that got me going. It was, OK, we need to create a business. I call it entrepreneurial community building. And because it's like as an investor, it's, it's you get tired of chucking your own cash in all the time. Right. You don't mind. But like for just like the greater community. Yeah. You want to donate. You want to support. But like there's a finite supply of, you know, community capital from private investors. And so instead of. Um, I guess throwing capital into like these projects or supporting, we wanted to create something sustainable. So um, that ended up being the Score Store, which is a nonprofit thrift shop, which is just uh, you know four doors down that way. Um, you know, we we were my wife was on the daycare board, and you know they were pre-funding from the province, so things were very tight. They now have received provincial funding, so they're doing much better. Excuse me, but um, you know we're brainstorming. We're driving to Brown and thinking, what can we do to help raise funds for the community? And you know, we just kind of came upon the idea of a thrift shop, and we like that for a few reasons. Number one, affordable goods into the community. So you know, it's there aren't many places to get clothing here or household goods. So people would have to travel for that sort of thing. Uh, we like it from the environmental perspective of diverting things from the landfill. Um, you know, from a aging population, it's great to have vo- volunteer opportunities so people can feel like they're a part of something. And then, you know, uh, also from a tourism perspective, you know, people, thrift shops are super trendy right now. People actually travel to come to the score store and visit this community. So um, it made sense for a lot of reasons. And so um, my friend Eric had recently purchased the old pharmacy. It had been empty for five years. Um, so we leased it off of him for a nonprofit and basically kicked the doors open, you know, a couple months into the pandemic in 2020, somewhere along there, and have been, you know, very successful in running that. My wife is the executive director. She's paid. I'm president on the board along with some other community members. And it's been a big catalyst for growth in this region because um, it's a took a building that was empty 
made it full. Um, it draws people in and, you know, it gives people affordable access to nice clothes and household goods and, um, you know, and it's just a good news story, right? People, people want to see progress. They want to see action. And uh, when you can point to something that's a good news story, it just makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, like we've been in there today and lots of people, friendly faces, uh, you know, it's very well organized. You know, I would compare it for people that are from the Dolphin area, very similar to the almost new store, very like, you know, Main Street uh, location. What I think is so cool is that this was actually the, the brainchild of of a, like a local investor like this was not a government subsidy program this wasn't you know, like that's what's kind of unique about what you're doing here now I wanted to talk about the other building that we were discussing um, that is going to be for food uh, what did you say food security yes yeah so the food security hub um, yeah, basically, uh, you know, we we're spending time with uh, another Dolphinite, Melissa Stefanyu, who's a good friend of ours. And, you know, she's a professional grant writer, and she was kind of just talking about uh, some of the great grant opportunities that were available. And uh, one came up was a food security hub or greenhouse, and that was money from the federal government. And so, you know, we kind of said, well, we have a, you know, we've got a, we have a, a food bank in Erickson that does a great job of serving our community. So the score store paid her and uh, had my wife help to basically write a grant for a food security hub and greenhouse. Um, and, you know, it was in the end successful, um, you know, raised over a quarter million dollars to build this food security hub. Um, a local investor, my good friend Eric, donated an empty lot on Main Street. And, you know, now we're progressing through construction of this uh, brand new building on Main Street. It's going to eventually have a greenhouse uh, solarium on the front, and it's going to be in possession of the food bank, the South Coal Health Area Food Bank. And, you know, it's awesome. It's, uh, you know, they're already doing um, a market out of there. There's a garden out front that the community works to take care of, and you know, it's just, it's new construction on Main Street. They knocked down a dilapidated old building. They're putting up a new one, and it's to serve the general well-being of the whole region. And so, you know, that was, like I said, that's a country fest model, right? It's like, raise some money through a, um, you know, a nonprofit event, an organization, and then use that to you know, go to the market with opportunities. And, uh, you know, Ron Love, I, I actually did a documentary about Dolphins Country Fest and, um, no, pardon me, it was Terry Payne, T-Payne, that, uh, you know, he really explained it to me. It's like, when you have a bit of cash, you can go to governments and say, like, we've got some money here, like, where is yours? Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget. Uh, come in with a business plan. Yeah, you come in with a plan yeah. and you write it and you put a little risk capital up front. And, you know, it was obviously a huge levering opportunity to be able to hire a grant writer and come up with say, a quarter million bucks. And that's really a key point because like you mentioned and we were talking about grant writers, like they are so important and their skill set is so valuable because they do know and understand the lingo of, of how to word things to be more successful in, in getting these grants. So yeah. um, that's just really cool. So I mean for other people in other communities, uh, this is sort of a really great, I was going to call it like a pilot project because it's not like it's not like you're part of some not for profit group you're just this guy that came into town and for sure you know and, saw some things and, but wanted to give back to the community and there was you know uh lots of others along the way yeah. that have uh you know helped and made a huge impact um 
and even just like the local citizens that were you know super supportive that were you know high-fiving and saying like this is a great idea and you know it is that you know my thesis is that towns get depression just like people get depression and it doesn't mean that they're bad it just means that sometimes they're sad they're sad and yeah. you know and and there's a negative voice or you know whatever that looks like yeah. but it doesn't mean that they're flawed and it doesn't mean that there's you know they're permanently destined for this and so um yeah we we i guess saw it as an opportunity and are happy to be here that's that's awesome and from our conversation earlier i understand it's been roughly three years since you kind of which is a lot has been accomplished in a short period of time in that aspect and like you said with board members and other community uh contributors yeah yeah we bought our first house here uh august long weekend of uh 2019 and so yeah three three years to the date essentially and uh and yeah, a lot has happened and uh, some gray hairs were earned, but uh, <laughs> we're super happy with the direction of everything. Yeah. Well, you know, entrepreneurs, they embrace that. Do yeah. they not? <laughs> we do. They just, they're not, they're not happy without the ups and downs, you know, it's yeah. otherwise life's just a little bit too flat. Right. <laughs> um, you know what? Thank you so much, Steve, for taking the time uh, to meet with me today. Uh, I know we were, you know, kind of hitting and missing this morning on, you know, uh, what time I was going to actually arrive here, but I'm so glad I had the opportunity to make it out here and for those that are in other communities uh, you know if this can be done here this can be literally done anywhere it's really about you know having a visionary and having people that want to work together collaborate to create something beautiful cheers <laughs> cheers <laughs> Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa has been inspiring love confidence and health and humanity since 2019 Dr. Brenna's skin therapists have the advanced knowledge required to revitalize and rejuvenate your skin. Radiofrequency, microneedles, chemical peels, and oxygen neo superfacials are just a couple of the treatments we offer. To learn more about Dr. Brenna and Three Graces MediSpa, visit our website at threegraces.ca or call us at 204-572-5774 for a free consultation. Thank you to our show sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Right Side Equipment of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Roofs Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Try Family, Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud Nine Canis Supplies of Dauphin, and Hearts to Nature, Fine Art, Nature Photography. See you next week.